World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm hosting it. As always, we're doing a little set of stories this week and the next two weeks on ritual creepypastas, probably the most requested category. Just everyone wants us to cover these things. I've been hesitant to because they're non-narrative, so it feels like there's not that much to talk about. Although I will say one of the ones that we covered this week is rather than just a recipe, like tells the story of one person who did the ritual. Um, before I read them, I was like, well, actually, one of the stories I read next week's story, I was like, we could give this one a shot. And then the other two, you absolutely can't be like, (laughs) the one we're covering today is called the Disney Mirror Ritual from the Three Kings subreddit, uh, which is a subreddit for sharing paranormal recipes like this, I guess, after something called Three Kings, which is its own, like, recipe ritual. Yeah, here it is. Um, I guess probably should have covered that one. (laughs) Whoops. Maybe later at a different time. Um, so we're doing the Disney Mirror Ritual. I have with me to discuss it past guest Chris Luminello. Hello. He's here. And we're going to talk about what you need to do to do this ritual and how good we think this little piece of writing is. Or isn't. Or isn't. Uh, so it starts out telling us you got to go to Disney World. And it's not at the Haunted Mansion, it's at Cinderella's Castle. If I'm being honest, I don't think I would have expected a, a spooky ritual to take place at the Haunted Mansion. I also don't like the idea that I have to, like, it's expensive to go to Disney World. Yeah, you have to go on a vacation to get killed by ghosts. (laughs) So, you'll need three items to complete this ritual. Chalk, a knife blade, just the blade, for some reason. Can't have a handle on it. Can't just bring, like, a razor blade, I guess. A broken shard of mirror. Uh, The story does specify that if you don't want to have bad luck, you can just find a broken mirror. But if you're going to get haunted by ghosts, I don't think that luck is really a thing you should be concerned about. You might want to find a pre-broken shard. Okay, I guess. Uh, So you do this. I mean, also you need like $1,000 to go to Disney World for multiple days. It seems like a bad way to spend your Disney vacation. Yeah, because you don't, like, you do get a thing out of it at the end, but not a particularly good thing. That's the, we're covering three uh, in our recording today. You'll hear them over the next couple weeks. And two of them, you get a reward, and it's pretty much the same reward. And the other one, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, that that kind (laughs) of caught me off guard. Yeah. Okay, you can do this bad thing, and that's it. Yep. Uh, So with this one, you go into Disney, and you make a mark on a brick in Cinderella's castle. It just has to be eye level, and you say, Mirror, mirror. Um, then you go hide all your items in the park. Uh, yes, you do have to go hide a knife in Disney World, like a lunatic. <laughs> um, it gives you important outs. 
I like those. Like, uh, if you decide not to do it, just erase the chalk mark and leave. And then after a certain point, you can't. Um, you have to go hide the things and then hide in the park until after it closes. And then you have to, like, wait until people aren't around and come out of your hiding place and go get your things and get the piece of mirror last because then it starts the spooky, abandoned by Disney, uh, spooky mascots part. That's something that also kind of caught me off guard. Like, just hide in Disney World. Like, you know, no just one, do that no easy thing. Nice it, yeah. I kind of want to... It reminds me of... Remember that movie that came out a few years ago that I don't think anyone in the world has seen, but it was like a bit of a big deal because they filmed it secretly in Disney World? Yeah, didn't that come out like a year ago? It came out a couple years ago. Mm. It's like a horror movie filmed at Disney World secretly on phones. Why Why is that a trope that like carnival-like amusement parks are so scary? Carnivals, I get. I think that's different than the Disney thing. I think the Disney thing, it's more like the um, idea of corrupting something so pure. Like, oh, if Disney's so nice, it must have this seedy underbelly where there's monsters. I guess, but there's also like, I don't know, if you think about amusement parks, they're already bad, so I don't see why they're, like, so corruptible. Like, you spend a bunch of money on nothing and have a a bad time, but you're convinced it's fun. Yeah, I would like to see something that plays with that aspect. Um, I think that it's different than the carnival one because that's more of like a vaguely xenophobic thing about, you mm-hmm. know. It comes into town. Yeah, with... they travel. There's freaks. Um, it's all, that is all extended out of like nomadic Eastern European peoples who are uh, historically and presently hated on. So uh, I think that's different than the Disney one where it's like, oh, what if Mickey Mouse was spooked? Because he's so nice normally. What if instead he was a goopy monster? There are some, like, as I was reading this, I was reminded of, uh, what's that game with all the monsters? Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, and there's this weird game aspect to all of the ritual ones, and it just makes me think that creepypastas are only written by gamers. It's probably the case. Uh, it's very, like, the idea of setting it up like a game is an interesting way to approach writing a story. I don't particularly like it. Uh, I don't think that it's a good way. I, I think that... The better approach is, uh, as we'll discuss later, the, um, like, here's my experience trying this urban legend I heard about, rather than, okay, here's what you do to do this urban legend. And I'm not a character in it, I'm just telling you about it. Yeah, I don't like that as much either. Um, so you get to the park in the middle of the night, uh, if your items are gone, run, because the park doesn't want you to do it. Oh yeah, the park is sentient, also. I do like that aspect of it. (sighs) I have mixed feelings about that, because like, I think Disney World is in and of itself kind of a stupid thing. So the idea of it also being a malevolent castle from hell or whatever, like, no, just, it's like a big plastic bounce house. It's not haunted. It's, yeah, I like, um, I like the idea of it's alive and malevolent, but I don't like that it's Disney World because, like, you looked it up just now and were surprised Disney World was built in the 60s. It's like not, it doesn't feel old enough to be haunted. I guess if it was just, uh, like, a, a traveling carnival, that would be a lot more effective. Like, there is something a lot more for foreboding yeah. about a sentient carnival. But sentient Disney World? Like, mm, no, that's stupid, actually. Yeah, the carnival has always been sort of, like, or the circus, like, uh, any of that, has always had the, 
this allure of like sexy danger. Like you run away and join the circus. When I think of Disney World, I think of like bedraggled parents dragging around kids who are throwing up all the time or something. Like already unpleasant and bad, but not in the way that is scary. Yeah. It's got Disney World has a similar vibe to like an anime convention. Specifically (laughs) like like Otakon. Because it's not there for you to have a good time. It's there for you to buy things. Yeah, like there are aspects of Disney World that were designed by people who had the idea of let's have a good time. But so much of it has been like warped and changed over time where the rides are now all specifically branded with movies to sell you merchandise from those movies. Yeah, it's like you can stand in line for two and a half hours so that you can buy a Mickey Mouse hat. Like, uh, I don't want that. Or like you can get an ice cream cone and it's $40. How scary. (laughs) Uh, I think that a better tactic for doing a spooky Disney World story would be that it is like not a malevolent spirit in this way where it has these fickle desires of like I want to uh, I I reject your challenge but more like it's greedy it needs and is sort of this unthinking hole where you throw your money and time and energy and like almost like um, Derry in the Stephen King novels there doesn't seem to be uh, like desire there it's just evil and it can't be sated and it can't be sated that it makes a lot more sense to eat children that is a lot more in line with walt disney yeah exactly um that would be i think a better tactic but anyway we're still in the story you walk around the mascots are scary they're called the false which yeah okay spooky name whatever when was this written two years ago was bendy and the ink machine out already when this came out i think it's something that's interesting about like reversal mirror stories is that every time a character goes into one or is affected by one, it's the other world that sucks shit. Like, why is the mirror world never better than our world? Because I've seen our world and it's a bit of a clunker. Yeah. Like, it's not great. Yeah, it's. I think that would be a fun twist for a story like this. Uh, oh, I meant to say two things. One, this was written by uh, Reddit user SL1878. Oh, rolls right off the tongue. Yep. Uh, I don't know this person's name, but the story was suggested to us by a listener, and that listener's name is not in my document. <laughs> Excellent. Um, some credit to the writer. It's written well. Like, Yeah, that's true. It's it's a well-written story. We're picking on it because the concept is dumb, not because the writing is bad. It's good writing. That is an interesting thing that happens with creepypastas. So many of them are well-written expressions of bad ideas, which is such a weird thing. This was suggested to us by someone in the Facebook group named Lindsay Berry. So thank you, Lindsay, for that. Um, I was accused in here of not liking ritual creepypastas, which... Uh, I don't remember saying that, but you guys uh, definitely know better than me in that regard. So this was actually, this story was posted, I think, before uh, Bendy and the Ink Machine came out. If you don't know, Bendy and the Ink Machine is a spooky video game set in a very uh, Disney-adjacent um, animation studio in the 30s um, about all of the cartoons spookily coming to life. Um, I guess this is probably more like an abandoned by Disney type of deal. Um did you read that one? No. That's one of the classic creepypastas where there was like, there is actually a theme park that they started building and stopped that was like Jungle Book themed. Um, That's already way creepier than Disney World. Yes. Uh, the story itself ends up not being creepy because it starts out with like, there's an impossibly large 
large snake. I thought it was a statue. And then I go underground and there's mascot costumes and they're like uh, bleeding yellow goop from the eyes and it gets really stupid. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, anyway, this this one has the spooky mascots. Very Five Nights at Freddy's, like you mentioned. Um, you have to take the mirror to the brick that you drew the mark on, put it on there, trace the outline, and then the brick becomes a mirror, and then it will whisper past, present, and future slowly, and you have to nod at the thing that you want to ask a question about. Um, and then after you nod and choose past, present, or future, you ask a question about that thing. Um, oh, I guess before you do that you have to say mirror mirror and turn uh clockwise three times now just as a question about the trope of magic mirrors can they show past present and future i thought they were like scrying where you could just look at someone else like didn't maleficent do the whole like who's the hottest babe in the land and she gets real mad about it that wasn't maleficent that was the uh wicked queen in snow white right also gruntilda and banjo kazooie which (laughs) is really what i was thinking about (laughs) uh yeah mirror mirror on the wall show me the fairest of them all. Yeah, I guess that's usually what it is, because a mirror is a looking glass, so um, but I think that it's interesting, the idea that it could show you something through time in addition to through location. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'm, it's just like an, an unusual way to approach the, the concept, I guess. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, I guess that kind of hits to the core thing about this this creepypasta that is weird to me. It's like there is a whole bunch of ancient lore attached to this thing that was built in 1965. <laughs> like, we've really studied and figured out how to do this thing that is almost as old as your dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a little weird to be like, yeah, it's, uh, there's this foul, dark magic. Like, even we talked about dairy briefly. That has been happening since colonial times and it still hasn't become sentient enough to have the sort of choosy attitude that Disney World has in this story. I also totally don't remember all the details about dairy, but wasn't the monster there, like, pre-human? Like, hasn't it been trapped on the planet for thousands of years? And it only, like, Probably. Congealed into dairy because it found a good place. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So maybe that's what's happening. Maybe we're just starting to see Pennywise is hanging out uh, under Disney World. That's actually something that um, Joe Hill's novel Nosferatu gets into. Um, The idea that there's this whole other, this network of other places. I don't remember if Disney World is one of them, but um, Pennywise's carnival is like on the bad guy's map in there. Oh, that's fun. Another place. Um, So the idea of a normal place being a gateway to like another world is very interesting to me. Um, I think that it's a little it doesn't take the opportunity correctly. Um, it uses the mirror just as the past, present, future thing instead of as the passage into this alternate dark world. Yeah. Because it makes it explicit like this is a different universe. Well I think about like Silent Hill 3 has the great very scary amusement park and I guess because those aren't licensed like things that we as viewers are familiar with that makes it a lot scarier yeah like i'm i'm never gonna be scared of mickey mouse like i just won't be it won't work yeah but if you make it some horrible rabbit or like you know something fake sure i'll buy into it a little bit more but like oh no spooky donald duck is coming right for me i could probably get scared by spooky oswald the lucky rabbit yeah 
He's a little scary, and he's like beta version Mickey. Wait, what about that? Uh, isn't there a, a cow? A cow one? Clara, though. Is yeah, that, that skews me out. She no, she's Horace Horse Collar's girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah, some of those early ones that didn't last uh, to get redesigned are a little spooky. <laughs> that might have been a fun thing. Like, what if the past? If you look into it, everything is all the old-fashioned horrible stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I want to talk about the what happens if you fail. Yes, go for it. So anyway. We'll quickly blow over. Um, if you succeed, you just have to go back to your hiding spot, draw a circle of salt around you or around the door, and then as soon as guests get there in the morning, leave the park immediately without doing anything. That's it. Uh, and if you screw up, if one of the falls place their hands on you, you can't move, and then you become hypnotized, and then something bad will happen to you. Uh, it lists some things that might happen, which really make me laugh. Like, you might be on one of the rides with a seat restraint that doesn't work that kills you, or you get hit by a train, uh, or you fall into the water and drown at the one of the things. Here's the thing about that. Nobody has ever died at Disney World. That is a, th- a fact that they are very, very vocal about. It well, has never happened. They've never been declared dead on right. Disney property. I wonder, I think Snopes has a whole article about this. But also, even if that weren't the case, you would think that there would be something suspicious about a bunch of people dying at Disney World right? that we would know about, instead of just implying that this bad thing will happen when it hasn't. Um, ooh, Snopes gives it a false ooh. that Disney can legitimately claim this. Um, the two questions that must be answered, does Disney attempt to get injured or dead persons off their property before a declaration of death? Has Disney always been successful in this effort? Um, some former Disney employees have reported that no one dies on Disney property is a company policy, suggested in, in a book called Inside the Mouse. Um, Gross title. <laughs> yes. Uh, the... Um, don't add it the silence, don't worry. <laughs> um, there was a plane crash in the Epcot parking lot, and a man was pronounced dead at the scene. I don't think that should count. Yeah, I don't think that should count either. Um, unless he did a really bad job with this ritual and had to crash his plane into Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was accidentally returning to the park because he was just <laughs> flying over it in his personal aircraft. Here, here's a line. Yeah, it's well. Before you get to the line, you um, if you successfully complete the ritual, you can never go back to Disney World, and if you do, you get hypnotized into dying at the park. Right, and that's that's pretty good. Yeah, but also like the examples they give are all like, oh, okay, that's never happened. So I, I guess here here's an idea. Instead of having it be that you die, which we know isn't accurate, doesn't make any sense. What if you had to become one of the false or something stupid? Like yeah. That? Like, like, oh, you're trapped. Exactly. You gotta feed the hunger of this plastic castle that wants to be evil and be hell or whatever. And then there's the plausible deniability, the realism of like, well, you don't, you've never heard of it happening because you didn't do the ritual. Yeah, don't. This is a great line, though. As if in a hypnotic trance, you will move towards your fate. My friend, that is what I am doing every day. <laughs> like, yeah, what? that's called having a job. Um... Yeah, there have been people who died at Disney World, Disney World and Disneyland. Someone di- uh, got run over by a tour bus in the Disneyland parking lot. God, that's embarrassing. Uh, I mean, it was a little girl, so oh, it's that's not so as sad. Right? This isn't funny. <laughs> no, it's not. 
I just wanted to humiliate you for making fun of that little girl's death. <laughs> you got me. Uh, so I think all of this was just to get to the last line, whatever fate the happiest place on earth has for you, rest assured it won't involve a happily ever after. Uh, so many stories that we read on this show are very clearly designed around one sentence in the story <laughs> or an image that accompanies the story. Like Abandoned by Disney was definitely just inspired by this, like someone did a photo shop of a Mickey Mouse uh, mascot with, like, inverted colors. Well, that's fun. That would have also been more fun for the false, to be inverted instead of just yucky. Or, like, really crummy looking. Or there are small animals in human suits that are disfigured and horrible. There are small animals inside robots and you have to jump on them to bust <laughs> open the robots to let the small animals out. I suppose Dr. Robotnik and Walt Disney do have a lot in common. Yeah, that's true. They both are famous for uh, building robots. They both hate small rodents. Being friends with a cartoon animal. Wait, hedge um, are hedgehogs rodents? Yes. Are they? Yeah. Let's find out. They are. Are you sure? Dear listener, they are. They are a member of Rodentia. <laughs> no. Uh, Aranationae. No, that's their... Hold on. That's their scientific name. Their family... No, they are not rodents. What? What the hell are they? Aranacidae. 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 Is that how that's pronounced? Um, the shrew. Uh, shrew-like in form, Larger than shrews, so these are are these, these are I guess just hedgehogs. They just go with themselves. Uh, maybe echidnas are in there also. No, it's just hedgehogs. We have to cut this. I don't want to be this wrong about hedgehogs. No, it's okay. I don't edit this show. Um. <laughs> anyway, do we have anything else to say about the Disney Mirror ritual? Um. It's bad. Yeah, I it, didn't like it. It it is. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I guess it's fun to write something like this, but it's not fun to read it. It's not that fun to read it. <laughs> So, do better next time. Um, You're a good writer, though. What's the spookiest part of this story? Oh, the idea of I'll never be able to afford going to Disney World. That's not true. Um, I think the... Uh, I, I like the idea that if anything uh, is missing, you have to, like, leave the park immediately. Like, you should even try to get caught by security, because that's better than whatever the park will do to you, which it does not specify what the park will do to yeah. you. Yeah. Um... I should say, when we say this story is written well, we mean the prose is strong, but the structure of the story, such a nightmare. There's so many holes where it's like, why didn't, why didn't you say what happens in that part of the story? They just don't. What about you? What's the spookiest part? The idea of being somewhere where a security guard might catch me and yell at me, <laughs> that gives me a lot of anxiety for Get, some reason. Getting yelled at is a fate worse than death, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I'd rather... I don't know, be stuck in a seat without, without a harness, then be yelled at. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to say about this? No, we don't. Do you have anything you want to plug? No. Okay. Your girlfriend's art! Yeah, plug Leah's art. I don't remember the details of that. It's a tender witch on everything. Hi, I'm Leah. Leah's here, too. Uh, let's see, do we have a... Fred's, I'm still just embarrassed that I didn't know hedgehogs weren't rodents. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway from this experience. Uh, you can go to, if you want to view art, uh, you can go to Summer of the Witch, which is an exhibit that um, Chris's partner Leah is doing at Cult Party in Brooklyn, 53 Waterbury Street. That's on 
There's no date on here. Yes, there is. Oh, there it is. May 18th, 6 to 9 p.m. So if you're local to uh, New York City, uh, you can go there, pick up some zines, look at and purchase some art. You can purchase art or also get tattoos. Yeah, you can get tattoos, too. Uh, so that is everything that Chris has to plug. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Mastodon, coolmemes.biz slash at Jeff. You can go to patreon.com slash Jeff. JK, Jeff JK on Instagram and Snapchat. Join Creepy Podsta fan group on Facebook. Message me on any platform to ask for an invite to the Discord for this show and hack the net. I do have a final thought, something that's important. Um, the order that hedgehogs are in is uh, Ulipo Tifla, which means truly fat and blind. So. Goodbye. <laughs>